all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. How many agree he is faithful? Amen. Good. May take your, uh, your place, musicians, as we turn to the book of Corinthians. Corinthians, the third chapter. First uh, Corinthians, the third chapter. The tenth verse, Amen. Is it found? Right. Okay, it reads in this manner. If it is found, it says, "According to the grace of God, which is given unto me." As a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. That means there can be another foundation except the foundation that is already being laid. And that foundation is Jesus Christ. Amen. Mark 
16 verse 13 to 20 when Jesus or maybe let me give you a time Mark Matthew 16 verse 13 to the 20th verse there it is when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philip He asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. I draw you to an attention to a personal pronoun. I, I will build my channel today, I Amen. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus Christ. As we bow our heads, Brother Wesley, just come and bless the reading of the word for us. Amen. Shall we bow our heads for the word of prayer? Our dear Heavenly Father, the great I am, the King of Kings, the one which was, is now, and is to come, the great pillar of fire that led the children of Israel out of Egypt, Lord, the great promise keep, Heavenly Father. You once spoke to Abraham and said, Thy seed shall sojourn into a strange land for 400 years. But I will come with my mighty hand and deliver them. Father, you did exactly what you said, Lord. We know that you are still the same even this tonight, Father God. That whatever is going to be said from this podium, from this pulpit, Heavenly Father, it shall be done in our lives, Heavenly Father God. You said through your servant that the angel of the, in the pulpit is powerful than the angel in heaven. Lord, may you come and show yourself this tonight unto us. 
We are thirsty and under great anticipation, Lord. You said, blessed are they hungry and thirsty, for they shall be filled, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that may you anoint your servant right now, Lord. May the fire come from this podium, Lord. That whatever is hanging in us, Lord, that is not allowed in our lives, may it fall down this tonight, Heavenly Father. I know this is the great hour, Mighty Father. You used to visit Adam and Eve during this time. I know that at this time you shall visit us, Heavenly Father. Let your will be done and your kingdom come, Lord, as it is in heaven. We ask all these blessings in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. As you take your seats. Amen. Now, for a couple of minutes, I would like to speak on a blueprint. Amen. A blueprint. That's what I would want us to speak on this evening, uh, considering where we have read where Paul says he is a wise master builder. Amen. And he says, I have laid a foundation. And he calls that foundation Christ. And he says, any other builder that comes after me, they must build upon the foundation that is already there. Amen. Amen. Paul knew who he was. And I like, I think it was Brother George Martin. You know, he's a wetsmith. He came, he says, a wise master builder. WMB, William Maron Brenham. Amen. So there was a wise master builder at the beginning. There is a wise master builder at the end time. Amen. And there are little builders to assist the great uh, wise master builder. Are you with me? But I want to speak on a blueprint. And a blueprint, when they describe it, they say it is a guide for making something. It's a design or a pattern that can be followed. Amen. So that means if you are going to do anything, uh, they say it's a guide to making something. A blueprint is a language that is synonymous with the building industry where they say we'd have a, a blueprint before we build a building. And a building must be according to a, a blueprint. Amen. But I believe that it's not only applicable to the building industry. I believe every believer or every individual for that matter must have a, a, a blueprint. A young man must have a blueprint. A young woman must have a blueprint. A family must have a blueprint. A church must have a blueprint. A nation must have a blueprint. Amen. A lot of times when you find things haywire in a nation, you check and speak to the people, you find that there is no blueprint. If you come into a family and you find things are chaotic, you ask what is the blueprint, even in a church environment. Even ministry must have a blueprint. Are you still with me? And a lot of times when you do things according to the blueprint, it is going to deliver the desired results. But when there is a deviation from the blueprint, it is going to show that there was a deviation. A human being by nature loves shortcuts. Amen. You give a builder, appoint a builder to build a building, and you say, uh, buy material. He goes to buy an inferior material because he wants to cut costs to maximize profit. 
And after they've built a building in no time, the cracks will show. And similarly, even you as an individual, if you take a shortcut in terms of adherence to the blueprint, the cracks in your life are going to show. Are you still with me? You owe it to yourself to have a blueprint. And you owe it to yourself further to adhere to your blueprint. Everyone this evening in this building, they are building something. Do we agree that everyone is building something? But at the greatest building that we are engaged in, it is the stature of the perfect man. Brother Bram says, as you build up those virtues, then you become a living monument. We want to be living monuments. But you can't be a living monument unless there is an adherence to a blueprint. Are you with me this evening? Now, there are certain things that are legal but that are not allowed. Now, if, for example, if you come into a comrade marathon, no one denies you to show up on the day of comrade marathon wearing military boots. It's, it's not... Uh, you can come. It, it, is, it is allowed. But it is not wise and it would not guarantee... Uh, uh, it will guarantee failure. Are you still with me? You are, you are, you are legally accepted to participate in Comrade Marathon wearing uh, military boots. But it is not wise. Amen. Amen. And there are many things that are legal, but that are not good for our spiritual growth. Are you with me? They don't lead to success. And when you get into certain uh, arenas, they tell you that something can be legal, but not be ethical. Amen. Amen. It doesn't mean that if it is legal, it is ethical. And uh, the the advocates of the civil rights movement in America often would say to the nation that uh, slavery was legal but was not ethical. So it doesn't mean that if it is legal, it is ethical. Are you with me, people? I'm saying certain things are not legal, illegal, but they they can stifle your growth. Amen. Let me come to the quotation of the prophet in the message, you must be born again. Amen. Amen. Beautiful title. That's a blueprint as well. You must be born again. Now it says, paragraph 44, like a contractor to build a building, unless he could read a blueprint, there is no need of him trying to build a building. Amen. And I come to realize that sometimes, even if you like it, you can never escape mathematics. Uh, Hallelujah. A lot of people think they can escape mathematics, it will catch up with you. I realize mathematics is hidden in every way. Gamblers use mathematics to predict their likelihood to win. Everyone, wherever you go, mathematics is involved. So imagine you get a, a, a contractor who doesn't even know what is a square meter and cannot calculate a square meter. Amen. So if he doesn't know that, he will not be able to interpret the blueprint. Are you still with me? Unless he could read a blueprint, there is no need of him trying to build a building. If he doesn't understand the blueprint, then when he understands the blueprint, then he knows how to build the building. 
That's the way it is. That's what happens about building the kingdom of God. You've got to understand the blueprint. Hallelujah. Not the culture, not the education, not the psychology. This is our blueprint. The word of God is our blueprint. Now it says, and you won't know the blueprint until you are born again. And when you are born again, then deny the blueprint what takes place. So you can't be born again and later deny a blueprint. Do we agree that this is a blueprint? Hallelujah. A lot of times I believe that in many theologies, repentance seems to have a minimal role, but this blueprint says repent first. Uh, Hallelujah. It begins with repentance. And after repentance, then it requires the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And the Spirit in you will guide you to interpret the blueprint. When the spirit of the design of the architect is in you, you cannot debate with the blueprint. Are you still with me? An architect and a contractor are not allowed. A contractor can never change the mind of an architect. If architect thought it, the contractor must make it a reality. Are you still with me? That is why they say sometimes in architectural cycles, they say uh, sometimes an architect's dream is a contractor's nightmare. Because when you sit down, you sit down with an architect. And you say, I want, I want my building to tilt this way as if it is falling. Right there, the structural, structural engineer is not there. It's you and the architect. You speak to the weights, he makes the weight to be visual. And after you are done, he says, this can be done. Then you look for a contractor and say, Mr. Contractor, this is what I want. And after you give the contractor the blueprint, imagine in the process of the building, and you come to check how far is the project, then the contractor turns around and says, look, I realized that this wall was going to be a little bit tricky, but I found a better way of doing it. You're, gonna, you're not going to agree with that. You're going to pick up the phone and say, architect, avail yourself on site. Have a wait with a contractor. And the contractor, an architect will have a wait with a contractor. And if the contractor continues to say it cannot be done, then an architect will turn around to you and say, fire the contractor. You must get somebody that can make this a reality. It can be done. Are you still with me? How many, how many in the end time God has got a blueprint? And, be, and but preachers, wherever they are, they are contractors. But there are some that are daring to say, look, although the architect had it in mind, but I will not do it as per the architect. I must take it here and there. And a lot of times you see a substandard building. We are building, folks. I say we are building. The material must be of quality. Because there's going to be an inspection on this building. And when the inspection takes place, the inspector has got the prerogative to look at the building and say, not approved. Are you still with me? Because his reputation is at stake. Are you still with me, folks? That is why it is critical to adhere to the blueprint. Can somebody say amen to that? Now, in the message, the Beth Pains, paragraph 112. Beth Pains, paragraph 112. Excuse me. Brother Rum says, we are not building a wall. You, you, you know, the, when you build a, 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 wall, a, 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 a wall fence, 
for the lack of a better word, a wall that serves as a instead of a fence. Now, there you can just pick up somebody in the street and say, I need a wall. I need you to start here and finish you there. And they build. You don't need credentials. Because why? Even the cost implication are not that huge. If they make a mistake, you can just demolish the wall and rebuild the wall. But when you come to building a house, hallelujah, because later on after you've built the house, you may need to sell the house. Now the bank is going to require a certificate from the national building, what do you call it, regulator? And, and what? Yes, that. Now, if, if, if they don't have a certificate from that institution, then the bank cannot, make, cannot be involved in the transaction because the building is not certi- certificated. Are you still with me? But when they've got a certificate from that institution, then it means that the contractor, it was a man that had credentials, the experience. That means the building is approved, it's of quality. But when you do something in your backyard, you don't need an inspector. And if, if, if a building requires an inspector, how much more about the church of the living God? This evening, as I am preaching, the inspector is in the building. The Holy Spirit to check that whatever material that I put into it, it is an approved material. Are you still with me? That's why I cannot infuse psychology. I cannot infuse man-made way of thinking. I have to make sure that what I deliver is an approved material. Why do we keep on coming to church and quoting and say, in paragraph so-and-so, Brother Bram says, in paragraph so-and-so, Brother is because we want to make sure that there is a precision. We want to make sure that whatever we bring across, it is authenticated by the architect himself. I can come and preach and never refer to the prophet, but you will never have an assurance that this will be an approved building. Are you still with me, folks? A church, we'll come to that. We are not not building a wall like we start off with Luther's message and go write it down a straight line or a Pentecostal message, right? We are turning a corner. Folks, Brother Bram says, right there, that turning of a corner. Hey, hallelujah. How you know that somebody is a great builder, you don't check the wall. You go to the corners. And right at the corners, it will expose poor workmanship or great workmanship. Are you still with me? This, what we are delivering under the banner of the message of the hour, there must be precision. When you turn a corner, we need to come and put what we call a water level. Is it so? To make sure that it is level and you have turned the corner the way you are supposed to turn the corner. Thank God that we've got the Holy Spirit. Because without the Holy Spirit, you cannot turn the corner. And right at the turning of the corner, that is where a lot of chaos comes. That is where a lot of confusion comes. Hallelujah. He says we are turning a corner. We are building a building. God's weight is the blueprint. Anybody can run a straight line. But it takes a mason to turn the corner. 
Anyone can preach the gospel and say, come to Jesus, come to Jesus. But there is a certain point where you need to turn a corner and you must find the mason of the hour. And the mason of the hour is the prophet of the hour. That's what he knows that at this corner, this is what is required. Folks, God is a God of specification. A lot of times people think that anything goes with God. I've got news for you. Anything doesn't go. There is a requirement that must be met. When he told Moses to build a temple, he even told him the measurements. God is a mathematician. If he says 30 meters, it must be 30 meters. It cannot be 29, it cannot be 31. Almost doesn't count. There's got to be a precision. Uh, Are you still with me? And if he was so precise with that building, he will be precise with this building. There must be a precision. I hope we are together. He says anybody can run a straight line. But it takes a mason to turn the corn. Folks, there are, a man sent me a note from the Pentecostal group and said, Look, I, I, I'm battling. I'm battling because the Bible says Eve, uh, uh, Cain, went somewhere and married a woman. Where did that woman come from? Where does Cain's wife come from? How am I going to know? I wasn't there. How am I going to know? But then I went to the mason. Because that's where we are turning the corner. And the mason said, in then, the birth, the births that were recorded, it was only the male children. And it says, the woman's birth were not recorded. And it says, Cain married his sister. Uh, you can't find it there. You need the mason of the hour. Hallelujah. I just wonder how dare you want to serve God without being in touch with your prophet of our such a risky behavior. Amen. It says anybody can run a straight line, but it takes a mason to turn the corner. It takes the power of God to do that. It takes an anointed one from heaven to be sent down to do that. It has in every age. And in the prophet's age, the word of the Lord comes through those prophets. God's blueprint says, the word of God cometh to the prophet. Then the prophet delivers the message to the people. The priest was bringing people's message to God. But the prophet was bringing God's message to the people. Are you still with me? Now, right here, then it means that you cannot save God without the prophet of the hour. I'm not glorifying the prophet, but I'm following God's blueprint. Just tell me, would you have just been inspired one morning and say, well, we are done with Pharaoh. Me, I'm going to the promised land. Never. You needed who? The deliverer to be born. Because the blueprint said there must be a deliverer. And after the deliverer, the deliverer will be vindicated by the pillar of fire. By night and by the cloud, by day. 
then you will follow the deliverer as he follows the pillar of fire by day, by the cloud by day, and the pillar of fire by night. Imagine you get to a point and you say, look, I can outrun the pillar of fire. I know where Canaan is, therefore, brethren, you will find me, you are too slow. You are not going to get there. The blueprint say follow the prophet. Because the prophet follows the pillar of fire. Paul says follow me as I follow Christ. Brother Paul says follow me as I follow Christ. The blueprint you must follow the messenger of the hour. Rebecca would have never gotten to Isaac unless she followed Eliezer. According to blueprint it must be Eliezer that brings Rebecca to Isaac. I hope we are together. Folks, you must be brutal when it comes to the adherence of a blueprint. Or whatever you do, if you want God to bless anything that you do, check the blueprint. Adhere to the blueprint. Then God is obligated to bring a blessing upon that thing. Are you still with me? Maybe let me say something. There is a blueprint of how to run and lead a church, a message church. In this nation, we got it wrong at some point in time. Majority of us, some of you may not be aware, where you find a pastor is a pastor of a province. Bethal, Ochis, Segunda, Emelo. That's not the blueprint. That, that oh, you'll bear with me. When Nels Prate requested me to help him, I said, I can't pastor Nels Prate. Nels Prate is 260 kilometers away from Wheatbank. If somebody is sick, how am I going to get here? Amen. I just said, if, if somebody is about to die, how am I going to get here? It's not a blueprint. Brother say, in every local meeting, the pastor must be. In every local meeting, the pastor must be. Oh, you're not saying amen. (laughs) I'm preaching here, folks. Oh, maybe you are very sensitive. I'm bringing, I'm just showing you. Sometimes bringing a blueprint is not desirable. I I say, I don't believe in sister church. I was pastor of a sister church. It does not work. I've seen people dying in a sister church. I need a place where there is a pastor. After the service, I can go to the pastor and say, Pastor, here is a matter. How do we resolve it? And the pastor can say, I'm coming to your house tonight. Are you still with me? I know it rattles. Uh, this one, it just works to accumulate tithes and make it bigger. But no effectiveness in any way. You rather have 10 believers, but you are there focused. They know that the shepherd is here. You are teaching them the weight and they are solidified in the way. Pastoring, pastoring by remote control does not work. I'm preaching the gospel here. Preach the truth. It will not make you popular, but it will make you honest. Maybe had I kept Nels Pratt, maybe I would be having extra money to buy Mercedes Benz. That people will be dying. Amen. Yes. 
Can somebody say amen? Amen. Our Zim brothers got it right. Our Congolese brothers got it right. In Zimbabwe, in every village that you get to, there is a message, Pastor. No, not message church. There is a message with a message church. In Congo, everywhere. But here you drive to a place, you say, what is going on here? And people are dying spiritually. Amen. 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 I hope you appreciate my being direct with the blood print. Sorry to bring it to your doorstep. Amen. 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 He says, let's bring from the beginning. That's how I became a pastor in Wheatbank. The brothers, I was staying in Pretoria, they said, Pastor, brother, Madiba, would you come and help us in Wheatbank? Then I said, yeah, okay, I'll come. Then here I am. And a lot of time, when I moved from Pretoria to Wheatbank, even my colleagues at Coca-Cola said, what are you going to do in a small town in Wheatbank? But I knew that according to Blueprint, I can't pastor a church while I'm staying in Pretoria. It will not work. I'm not preaching something that I've not done. Amen. Pastorship is not a security security for retirement. It's a full-time ministry. Um, you don't say, I'm busy with this. When I retire, I will focus full time. You can't fool God. Amen. You can't fool God. Amen. Amen. But from the beginning, it wasn't so. Paragraph 56. The prophet of God says, if a contractor laid out a plan for his men to build a house, such and such a way, and each man ignored the blueprint and they built the house according to the way that they thought each man should build it. I remember many years back in my family, we hired a contractor to come and build. They were making some extensions to the house. We hired a contractor and the veranda had two arcs in the front. Now, this gentleman had to make those two arcs one arc. So that means he had to demolish the small wall, the small wall that separated the two arcs. But when he was about to be busy with the small wall, he looked at the bigger wall above and thought that if I destroy this small wall, then the whole building will crumble. I remember afternoon we were being dropped off right in the front of the house by a taxi. Now I see a funny thing. It's two arcs, but the, the next one is a little bit shorter. You just need to bend in order to get in. A very ugly-looking thing. Now, we asked him, and then he explained that it cannot be done. We must leave it like this. How will the house look like? Then immediately we got hold of an experienced contractor. He came and said, give me the building of the house. He looked at the building. Then he said, this can be done. In, no, in a week, it was done. So it tells you when you get an inexperienced contractor, he's going to mess up things. How many believe that cheap labor is expensive? 
You will save, but you will pay more. Then it says, And they built the house according to the way that they thought each man should build it. What kind of a house, looking house, would it be? Do you think it would be received? Then if that be so, one man would want it built this way, and another this way, and each man would go and build it to his own idea. Right now, when we are in the church, that is why this church is well taught that one's opinion counts, doesn't count in this church. Amen. Opinions don't count in this church. Amen. Even the pastor's opinion means absolutely nothing. Amen. What counts is the prophet. Amen. The prophet? Amen. Come on, believers. It's not I think, it's the prophet. The moment you say the prophet said in this church, you move us. We want to know where did he say it. And you show us, and if we are not doing it according to the way he said it, brother, by next Sunday we come to repent. And say, here we got it wrong. The prophet says it must be done this way. But if we take your opinion, we must take his opinion. And if we take his opinion, we must take her opinion. Opinions mean nothing. We've got the blueprint. Amen. Now, the message, the rapture, brother, paragraph 18, but just bring one phrase from paragraph 17. Just go down. I need to, we are changing. Brother Brennan, before he moved to paragraph 18, he says, just take it all the way down. And I just needed that phrase where Brother Brennan says, we are changing dispensations. Because when you change a dispensation, you need a blue to know what is required from the next dispensation. Are you still with me? From the law to grace, you needed a blueprint. Paragraph 18, it says, we are at a corner. It's easy when somebody turns a corner of a brick mason, turns a corner, starts everybody laying the bricks right down the same row like a certain denomination starts and starts rolling down the row, it's all right. But when you get them, but when you get to them tents where you have to turn back the other way, now God isn't building a wall. God isn't building a wall. He's building a house. See, there is many cards and, ten, and hear, hear me out here. God is building a house. Are you still with me? Now, when you build a house, I've said that building a house, it's a teamwork. Are you still with me? That's why from time time, we give other ministers here to come and even local ministers to minister to you. Are you still with me? In the next couple of weeks, you'll hear me only because I'll be gone for a couple of weeks, so I make it up for the time when I won't be here. Amen. Are you still with me? But there will be ministers that will come and deliver the weight. Isn't so? Now, here is a problem. When you build the building, I, can, I cannot be a tiler. I cannot be a plaster. I cannot be somebody that, lay, that pulls the roof. I cannot be a painter. 
I can't be all things. When you find somebody that is everything, you know that this one is going to get you into trouble. Have you ever met such people? Then you hire him and say, I need this building. Later you say, I need somebody that can paint. You say, no, I can paint. Once he's done painting, you say, I need somebody with that can do tally. I can do tally. Right there, you must know you are getting into trouble. Because every man has got their speciality. Every man have their own measure of gift. There are certain someone that I can't preach. They are not in my makeup. But I can bring another minister that can preach them because he's designed to handle those subjects. But him preaching those subjects doesn't make me less of a preacher. And me being able to preach my subject doesn't make anyone less of a preacher. Everyone must know their corner and save God from their corner. Insecurity in the ministry is when a pastor be, wants to be everything. Ah, then you know that church is on its way down. If we want to shake the conscience of the church, we know which ministers to fill. If we want to heal the church, we know which ministers to heal. Everyone have got their speciality. Are you still with me? That's why when you are a minister, never be a copycat of another minister. God doesn't deal with copycats. Just be authentic and tap into your originality. Amen. Then it says, God isn't building a wall. He's building a house. And there are many carts and tents that's he, that he has predicted here in the Bible. There are, there are tents, brethren. Even when you preach, there are some doctrinal tents. And right at the corner, that is where you need somebody that can bring a balance and not go overboard and get into fanaticism. Are you still with me? Amen. That's why I don't believe in these ministers that preach birth control behind the pulpit. It doesn't belong there. Amen. He says, he's building a house. See, and there is many cards and tents that is predicted here in the Bible. And the tents, anybody could try to make a tent. But it must be according to the blueprint. If it isn't, it's got to be torn down again. The inspector is not going to be, let's come check where Brother Brun speaks about a building that was brought down in the message, the seal of God, paragraph 15. He says, but now there is a blueprint. Now every church teaches perhaps what their theology is of that church. Doctrines differ from church to church, isn't so? Believing that it's based upon a blueprint. But it says, well now, many times in seeing those things, that isn't just the way I read the blueprint. So then I have a right in my own church to lay, lay out what I think is right. Here some time ago, a contractor, I was in Middletown, at the Middletown Baptist Church where we had a revival. 
And Brother Wright and you all, I guess, remember Brother Marion Lee. Hallelujah. And it says, he was very upset about something I taught on water baptism. Well, he went home, he was upset about it, and he was a contractor. That night, he dreamt a dream. The Lord showed him he was building a house, and he was to put a bay window on it. So instead of putting a bay window on it, he just put a porch and said, that will be all right. So when the owner of the house come up and said, take it down to the foundation and start over again. So he had been taught something different from what the Bible taught. So he said, I just might as well tear, tear the foundation down and build over again. I went with him that night and stayed all night at his house. I don't know whether you get to the context. This man has Brother Brent preaching on something on water baptism. In his heart, he got upset and said, I don't believe it. Then after he went back home and he had a dream, and in the dream, he built a house. And in one message, he says, actually, it was the inspector that came and said, you were supposed to put a bay here, but you put a porch. But because you put a porch and it's not according to the blueprint, you need to tear it down. That was a dream, but symbolically, it was meaning that if you refuse the waterway, no matter what you build, you've got to demolish it because the inspector Christ will never accept it. Are you still with me? I know there are people that are, you know, a lot of times think that God is like a human being. A human being can be pitiful. You can do something that they don't approve, but because they are afraid to offend you, then they just say, ah, it's all right, not with God. At that day, Brother Brenham says, the Bible says, at that day, many will come to me and say, I preach in your name. Isn't part of the building? I prophesy it in your name. Isn't part of the building? But he will say, you depart from me, you doers of iniquity, because you, whatever you were doing, it was not according to the blueprint. May God help us. The message, hear ye him, paragraph 26. Hear ye him. Brethren says, and that is why I say there is an, a blueprint of how to lead a message church. In the message church, there must be deacons. In the message church, there must be trustees. Uh, sometimes you you really want in certain churches a pastor looks like a, a Nigerian drug dealer every Sunday with money full in the car with coins what is going on? Where are the trustees? Amen. I've asked a lot of times, I travel folks, I see things I ask, who, who are your trustees? He says, no it's only me by now say, then it's not a message church a message church must have deacons a message church must have trustees. A message church must have a treasure. There is a way to do things in a message church. Amen. We are not drug lords. We are ministers of the gospel. Amen. And our example is William Brenham. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. amen. Then it says how it pleases God. To find his children obedient to his weight. 
not on little isms, but obedient to the weight, not obedient to the church. This I have caught you. You must never be obedient to this church. You must be obedient to the weight that is being preached in this church. And if this church no longer preaches that weight, you owe this church no obedience. That's your soul, folks. I'm I'm talking about your soul. Don't ever impress anyone with your soul. I thought the whole church would have said amen to that. Not obedient to the church, but obedient to the weight. That is the thing that's going to stand. This is the blueprint. This is the standard. In everything that you do, there must be... There must be... The standard is what qualifies and disqualifies. I can, I, no matter if I can say, yes, I'm a pastor, next Sunday, it's me that will pay the, play the piano. I'm a pastor, yes, I will play the piano. And even say, the, uh, the brother says, the pastor is the highest authority in the church, I'm going to play the piano. What a mess it is going to be. Amen. Because why? I don't meet thee. I don't meet thee. Standard. Sisters, when you cook, they must be. Ah, oh, come on. When you cook. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, some people don't have a standard. They just hoy fish, hoy beef, and mix masala. And by the time they are done, fish is overcooked. And beef is almost cooked. And they say we are done. There's no, there's no. When you dress, there must be. When you live, there must be. When you run a business, there must be. In every area of life, there must be a standard. If you don't have a standard, you will not know whether you are doing good or not doing good. This is. This is the blueprint. This is the standard. This is the only thing. And that is why, brother, we really appreciate you, the musicians, what you are doing. Somewhat we saw a music standard somewhat liking to drop. But I see, with based on the service tonight, we are going back to the standard. There is a standard to do everything in this church. We accept no mediocrity. I say we accept no. If it has to be done, it must be done right or it must not be done at all. Amen. Amen. I remember some time back we had musicians that were not disciplined. And we said, fine, there is no discipline. We're going to go a cappella. And we left the, the instrument and we went a cappella and say, we were here worshiping God before the instruments will worship God even if there are no instruments. Because why? There must be a standard. Amen. This is the only thing whatsoever shall take away or add to, the same will be taken, his part from the book of life. I don't want anything less than this Bible puts in here 
I don't want anything more. I just want what it. I just want what it. In the message doors, in the door, this is my parting shot. Paragraph 182. Paragraph 182, doors in a door. He says, you go into a church and watch the pastor. If he's really wild and carries on, the congregation will be the same. Have you seen in certain churches if the pastor hates you, even a small child hates you? I wonder that this boy, (laughs) did he attend a meeting where I was disgusted? No, it's because the hatred of the pastor, it is contagious. It comes from the pulpit, even young children, they got contaminated. Are you still with me? They take the spirit of one another in state of? Don't take my spirit, because if you take my spirit, you will not know, you will be my shadow. You will not know when I'm wrong. But when you've got the spirit, the Holy Spirit in you, it will keep me in check. And if I've got the Holy Spirit in me, it will help me to check you, keep you in check. We are not supposed to inherit one another's spirit. That's the reason we got so much perverted teaching of the Bible. Instead of coming back to the blueprint, they've taken the spirit of some denomination. This phrase, they've taken a spirit of some denomination. A denomination is not just a building, it's not just a people, it is a spirit. And a denominational spirit can follow you into the message. We are the only church in the world. That's a denominational spirit. Even if it is having spoken with, that's a denominational spirit. Because the right spirit will say, Oh, brother, we thank God, the invisible union of the bride. The bride in Wheatbank, the bride in Middlebank, the bride in wherever the bride is. Are you still with me? Hope we are together. It says, But the word. It's just as foreign to them as it was in the days when Jesus came forth introducing the real true gospel. They said he's a devil, he's a Billy Zibar. But there, but there you get it. And he, she said, well, then we are not Americans, but I was speaking to this lady. What are we? I said, our kingdom is of above. See, we are free, born again. The kingdom of God is within you. See, act like up there. You are delegates from there. Am I preaching to delegates? Folks, when you are a delegate, maybe in closing, the England or the British, they had colonies all over. South Africa was a colony of the British. Zimbabwe was the colony of the British. Lesotho was a colony of the British. Uh, Mozambique was a colony of the Portugal, uh, the Portuguese, and then you look at France, uh, Congo was the colony of Belgium, so the whole Africa was littered with colonies. Now, when you go and check, if you check and somebody was observing, because as we were under the, we were under the, we were initially under the British colony, and later we came under the African. Are you with me? 
I want you to show you something. Now, somebody made me laugh with the pastor that I was with in, 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 in Port Elizabeth. Then he said, when you look at the, the Zimbabweans and look at South Africans, they are not the same. Because Zimbabweans, however way they do things, there is a British touch. Amen. I said, what do you mean? He's a South African pastor. He's based in, uh, in Deviton. He'll come and preach for you. Uh, then he asked him, what do you mean? Then he, then he told me of a, a, an incident where he was coming from Malawi and he was coming down to South Africa. Then he stopped by in Zimbabwe and they ran out of petrol. It was during the time when there was shortage of petrol in Zimbabwe. Then they rang Pastor, the late Pastor Chesa and said, we have run out of petrol. And then Pastor Chesa came there with a certain brother and he says, to show that they've got a British touch, he says, Pastor Chisa came there and said, Brother, uh, get out of the car, uh, give me the keys. Then he gave the pastor the keys, then the pastor had another brother and gave the brother the key and say, here are the keys. Then the pastor jumped into Pastor Chisa's church, uh, car, and then that brother drove off for around about 45 minutes. Then they met somewhere, the car was full of petrol. And they handed, do you see? He didn't know where his car went. Filled up the petrol, came back. Then I say, what do you mean? If it was South Africa, what is going to happen? <laughs> he says, ah, if it was here, home. Ah, they were, they were going to come with a car and park next to this other car and with the horse pipe, pull petrol from that other one and pour it into it. I say, Mfunis, I don't know. But I'm simply showing you that we had the influence of colonies. The Congolese dressed like the French because they were colonized by them. That means when the colony, the French, the Belgium colony was rolled out to Congo, that means the mannerism of the Belgians was exported to the Congolese. Until a Congolese, when he's in Congo, he behaves like a French man. Are you still with me? Amen. Therefore, we are the delegates. Amen. We are here and we must create a heavenly, a heavenly colony. Amen. Our dressing must not be like here. Amen. Because this is, this is just a colony. We come from above. Amen. Our, the way we talk, the way we live, the way we do things, there must be a standard. Amen. And that standard... It's our blueprint. God bless you, Rishi. Amen. Don't worry, South Africans, about the horse pipe, or else we could have said, Yes, 300, make a play. <laughs> Amen. Don't take his car, brother. What if you bump his car? Amen. Let's just say a worshiping song. We are going to pray, all of us in the building, tomorrow the daughter to Brother Arnold and Sister Rachel will be going, undergoing a very delicate operation of the spinal cord. We want to invite the great physician 
to guide those doctors in the hospital. The spinal cord is a very complicated organ, but we believe that despite how many nerves are there, when believers come together in prayer, God will do something. I remember when Brother Ed Biscal was going for an open heart surgery, he said he, he knew that he, given his age, he may not have come through. Amen. Then he said he called Brother Ron Peterson and said, Brother Ron, this is the man that was with the prophet. He calls, reaches out to another pastor and say, remember me in prayer. Then I remember he said, Brother Ron Peterson said, Brother Ed, let's pray over the phone. And he says, he prayed a prayer and said, God, may you be a doctor that will lead these other doctors. Then he said, when he was on the operating table, those words kept on ringing in his mind that my brother has prayed. There is another invisible doctor that is here. And we know he has made a full recovery at the age of 82, open heart surgery, but now full recovery. So my desire, this girl has to walk, has to be in school. She must pursue her dreams like any other child. And who does she have? She has us as the delegates of heaven to remember her in prayer and may God undertake we are all go if there is one thing that you just need to pray for don't ask god a car let's just stand in the gap for this little girl amen maybe let's just say only believe only believe all things are possible Jesus. Jesus. 
only believe let's harm it Heavenly Father, you are the creator of the universe. You are the fountain of life. You are the omnipotent, omniscient. You are the omnipresent. You are the almighty because you possess all the power to dear God. Heavenly Father, you are a creator, a human being was created by you. Doctors have got specialties, 
and everyone is concentrating on a certain aspect of a human being we have neurosurgeons we've got psychiatrists we've got psychologists we've got cardiologists we've got urologists we've got gynecologists we've got physiotherapists we have specialities we've got opticians but heavenly father all of them combined none of them can surpass your knowledge even their knowledge collectively can never surpass your knowledge you created a human being you know the complexities of a human being and heavenly father whenever we need a divine healing you are a divine healer dear god and heavenly father tonight as a church of the living god we approach your throne of mercy we are coming to make an intercession there is a young girl that stopped walking there were no reasons as to why her mobility was taken away from her it is a demon you have told us through your prophet messenger that these things are demons and right now we as the army of the living god we have been commissioned by the scripture and according to the blueprint we can approach you and in the name of jesus christ we can speak life in dead areas and heavenly father the spinal cord that is not functional right now in the name of jesus christ we speak life in that spinal cord we say satan you are a liar we are setting that child free and we say you cannot bind the child anymore and in the name of jesus christ we urge you to leave the body and if there's gonna be an operation may you the great physician may you invade the theater may you be the one that will lead to the medical team until dear god they will not know what has happened and they will glorify and there is something within a human ability that intervenes and we will tell them we save a living god we lifted god out of history we made him the present tense god and in the name of jesus christ the church will glorify god when the child is back on her feet we want the child in a school we want her to live a healthy life she must come later on to testify and say satan came my way otherwise prayer of the saints that demolished satan's plans whatever satan had they aborted the plans of the enemy that's exactly what we are doing tonight because while we are back to the apostolic ministry the ministry of casting out demons the name of jesus christ is such a powerful instrument that you have ever given to humanity in your name we shall cast out demons in your name we shall perform miracles in your name there's nothing that will stand before us and right now in the name of jesus christ we sanction the host of heaven to act upon the situation every needle every instrument in the theater may it be guided by the holy spirit 
May there be such a holy heart. Your presence be there. Same angel that was with the prophet. We are sending that angel that way to be the one that will lead to the whole operation. Oh, thank you, God. You are a living God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. We appreciate you. We love you. I think it is responsible we can glorify you already for what you are going to do. We can magnify your name for what you are going to do. Oh, thank you, Heavenly Father. We glorify your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. As we commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for being a divine healer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. in prayer for us. Amen. With our heads about.
los deseos. Amén. God bless you. Amen. Amen. As we pray, dear precious Heavenly Father, Lord God, Father, we want to thank you, God, tonight, O oh Lord. Heavenly Father, for reminding us, O oh God, Father, Father, that there's a standard, O oh God. Yes. Heavenly Father, God, and that you, everything that we do, O oh God, Father God, that you gave us a measure, O oh God, Father, of what we and how we should do a thing, O oh Lord, Father. Heavenly Father, tonight, O oh God, we come, O oh Lord. Father, and we pray, O oh God, Father, we, as one, O oh God, believe, O oh God, tonight, O oh Lord, Father, Lord, that you are the one with the blueprint, O oh God. Heavenly Father God, our dear little sister that will be going through, Father God, operation tomorrow, O oh God. Father God, those doctors might have, Father, book knowledge, O oh God. But, O oh Lord, it is you that have the blueprint, O oh God. Yes, thank you, Father. Father God, and we trust, O oh God, Father, that you would take charge of that operation room tomorrow, O yes. Lord, Father. Father God, and that you would lay the blueprint out, O oh Lord. Father God, and every move, O oh God, that they make, O oh God, Father, would be guided by Thee, O oh God. Heavenly Father, we trust, O oh God, for His full recovery, O oh God. Heavenly Father, for us, Father, that stays, O oh God, Father God, may we go, O oh God, believing, O oh God, yes. Father, that, O oh Lord, as one we have prayed and we have asked, O oh God, for You promised where two or three may gather in Your name, O oh God. Father God, we two minds agree, O oh God, mm. it should happen, O oh God. Father, and tonight, O oh God, Father God, we were a congregation, O oh God, yes. in one accord, O oh God. Thank you, Father. And we trust you, O oh God, Father, that your word will not fail us, O oh God. Father, we're looking forward to her testimony, O oh God. Yes. Father, we give you the glory and the praise, O oh God. Father, we pray, may you go with us, O oh God, to our respective homes tonight, O oh God. Father God, and may we, O oh God, go and, Father God, search for that blueprint, O oh God. And Father, may that blueprint be our guide in our lives, O oh God. Father, we say thank you now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Till we see you on Sunday. When I remember what the Lord has done for me, I will never go back. No, 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 no. I will never go back. Till we see you on Sunday. God bless you richly.